Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor. Their continuing mission, to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within. To seek out new joys and new methods of awakening. To boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers. Welcome back, fellow explorers. Great to have you again. We have a great topic to talk about today. I call it paired awakening games, things you can actually do with a friend, lover, enemy, whoever. But before we get into that topic, let me just say hello to my camarade, my cosmic buddy, Brian Tamakana. How are you doing, Brian? Very well, Jonathan. I'm looking forward to uh playing paired awakening games with you. So if you've never been to Awareness Explorers before, we're focused on practical ways to bring awareness and higher consciousness into daily life. And usually people, you know, meditate by themselves or they do some kind of practice by themselves in order to become more present, more aware. But in the last few years, I've become aware of a lot of different games that you can do with a partner or even a group that help to awaken each other up. And I think that that's an important new development in the awakening field. You know, before the last 10 years, I'm not aware that there were anything like that before, are you? Actually, uh, in every um, longer event, like a day-long retreat that Locke Kelly gives, he usually has a paired uh, game where people are repeating certain phrases over and over to each other. Um, I also know that in Sedona method, there are um, paired practices where uh, they go through the uh, three, uh, the three wants. So, so I, I do know that there have been a little, but mostly in most meditative type schools of thought, meditation is something you do by yourself. Yeah, so I think it's a really new development and one that is very, very effective. And during our podcast, we're going to actually do or demonstrate three or four of these games. So you have a sense of how to do them and what they might look like. But before we go into actually demonstrating them, I want to talk about why one might try these out, like what some of the advantages are and maybe even what some of the disadvantages are. So from my viewpoint, um, one of the things I like is that they can be fun. You know, it helps to do something with somebody. It becomes a different thing than doing it solitary on your own. Uh, and they also help to focus because some of us have a hard time focusing with all the distractions of daily life to really, you know, create a sacred space and and do this but if you have somebody there they help to focus you so those are a couple advantages what are you aware of brian well i agree fun is good <laughs> uh, but another advantage is uh, another advantage i wanted to talk about i wanted to use uh, as an example the awareness is method that you led as a guided meditation a few episodes ago and you and i had tried that out as a two-person game 
quite a few months ago, Awareness Is, and we've also led uh, an online group in that. And I think it's very effective. And here's why I think it's even more effective when two people do it, even more so than as a guided meditation, is basically the idea is one person says awareness is, and then they describe awareness. And then the next person says awareness is, and they come up with a description and you back and forth. And it's not so much how many descriptions you can find. I think the real, where the rubber meets the road is when you run out of verbal descriptions. Mm. And you're really forced to look inside and try and see how can I describe this in a fresh way that I don't have prior words for. And so it's the activity of turning around and looking at awareness yourself and trying to describe it even when you have no words. That actually is the most effective part of the, the practice, and it's great to do with two people. Yeah, I agree with you. And then another part of the two people uh, aspect of it that's very effective is when you're listening to somebody else's description, you can kind of, it's kind of like a, a 20 second guided meditation that gets you deeper into it. Because sometimes somebody will say something and it helps you to become aware of awareness in a new way. For example, uh, one person I was listening to while I was doing this game said, awareness is like being let out of a small cage. And when he said that, something in me kind of relaxed and I felt like I was being let out of a small cage. Mm -hmm. And that was very interesting. So you never know when, when the way that you are, are doing this ends up, ends up affecting you in some kind of new way. Yeah, I can see that. And, and I've had that experience too, where somebody said something, especially if it's something surprising or something that uses a metaphor that you had never thought of, or even simply just giving you the opportunity to look through the other person's eyes. Yeah. So that's a, a, another advantage of doing paired games is that it can take you to territory that you could not take yourself because you're kind of riding somebody else's coattails. Right. The other thing I notice that's an advantage is that that you're creating a sacred space when two or more people have the same intention. And I've noticed that there's what I would call a field effect to two or more people either meditating or doing a game together. And that that's, that's a major normally not noticed thing that there is some kind of, when you meditate in a group, it does seem to be different. And when you pray with somebody else or when you do one of these practices, paired awakening games with someone else, I think that when people focus in the same direction, there seems to be a cumulative effect that is noticeable and very helpful. I've noticed that too, and I think that's true. And I like your expression, field effect, um, because yes, Meditating alone is great, marvelous, and it can be a lot of fun and effective. Um, but it's a different feeling when you are with even just one other person. And of course, when you're in a whole group of people all meditating together, especially if 
the meditation involves focusing on bringing awareness to awareness itself or awareness of awareness that uh, that there is a kind of a field that's created that's palpable that you can sense that brings kind of a feeling of peace and joy and togetherness yeah and we can sure use a little bit of togetherness nowadays <laughs> that's for sure so are there any disadvantages to doing paired awakening games I think the only disadvantage is that sometimes there is a tendency when two people are talking about it that one of them has an agenda or one of them has something that they would like to convince the other person of. So I think that if you approach it as total equals and friends, just working together and being supportive, that you can sidestep that danger. Yeah. How about you? Do you There's think there are other uh, drawbacks? I do. I think, first of all, just finding a person who will do it with you. Ah, yes. Now, the good news is you can do these over Zoom calls or Skype calls just as easily as in person. Yeah. So that's helpful. But, you know, you have to coordinate times and... You have to create that sacred space. And in a way, that can also be an advantage because you have to really create a container for this. But uh, most people are unfamiliar with this. So you do have to explain to them what you're doing and why and, and get them on board and on the same page. But other than that, I don't, I'm not aware of any other disadvantages. You know, I've done this a lot in workshops I teach. And I have been quite amazed at how effective it is. So we're going to go into three or four games in a minute. And I will warn people listening to this that watching people do these shared games, these paired games, is a little bit like watching paint dry, uh, but not quite as exciting. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that there's not a lot going on in those people often within two minutes or within 90 seconds, people are having transcendent, awesome experiences with some of these games. So it may be that Brian and I are just saying words back and forth, but that does not mean that we have not entered into the higher realms. So you won't get a sense of what we're experiencing until after we finish the game. And just notice the fact that it's not entertaining doesn't mean that there's not a lot going on. Right. And they can work very, very quickly. You know, if somebody meditates as trying to experience higher consciousness, peace, bliss, awareness, whatever, it might take them an hour. Whereas I've noticed with some of these games, people get there in literally 90 seconds. And that's quite an advantage. I'd say so. So shall we give the background to one of them and then try one out? Sure, let's do it. Okay. My sense is that uh, we'll do three or four, and each time we'll explain the game, practice it for 90 seconds or so, or two minutes, and then I'll say, was it as good for you as it was for me? <laughs> and, um, and we'll see how it goes. Some of these games are directed one way, meaning I will keep 
asking Brian a question and he will answer. Some of them go back and forth. So for this first game, I will be asking Brian the questions and um, then normally after maybe five minutes of doing it that way, he would ask me the same two questions. But you could also make these games back and forth if you want. So the first game is really geared towards helping people to relax their body. And as they relax their body, people tend to become much more aware of awareness. So why don't we begin? And the first question I ask is, can you find a part of your body or your mind that feels tight or contracted? Yes. Okay. Now, do I name it? I haven't played this uh, game before. Do I name it or do I just answer yes or no? Just a yes is fine. Yes. And then I ask the second question is, could you let go of that part of your body as best you can? Yes. And then the third question is, what do you notice as a result of doing that? More relaxation. Okay, good. Can you find another part of your body or mind that feels tight or contracted? Yes. Could you relax it or let it go as best you can? Yes. And what's something you notice as a result of doing that? less effort in trying to figure out what's going on. Good. Well, just one more time. Can you find another part of your body or the same part of your body or mind that feels tight or contracted? Well, I'm pretty loose now. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, okay. There's still a tiny bit of tension in one part. Okay. Could you let that part relax or let go as best you can? Yeah. And what do you notice now? Much more sense of being totally present. Uh-huh. So we've played this game for probably 90 seconds. And if you're watching the video of this podcast, you'd see that Brian is giving me that look like I've just... Uh, taken a lot of drugs and I'm floating in ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so it's really, in this case, this game is just me helping you to focus repeatedly. But it works really well, doesn't it? It does work very well. And quickly. And quickly. And part of the reason I think it works quickly is that it takes certain of the... Um, sort of the the impetus away from me. In other words, you're leading me, so there's a part of my brain that I can simply relax and let you lead it. And then yeah. you direct where you you're directing me, so I don't ha so there's less effort to direct my mind to any particular place because I just let you do it and then I go there. And then you ask the question. And even if the answer is no, you know, could you let go of it? Um, it's still 
it still, for some mysterious way, works. Because yeah. you do just and, let go. By attention alone uh, is, is a relaxant and a releasing force. Catalyst. And that final question, that final question, what do you notice now, helps you to focus on that there has been some kind of release or difference. Yeah. And that reinforces the either the relaxation or the awareness or whatever pleasant feelings are going on. That's right. That's right. And it, it helps you uh, turn the attention around from outside to inside. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole, the whole game does that, but particularly yeah. in the last question. Mm -hmm. So now that you're relaxed, I'll go into a second game if you're ready. I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man who created 100 games in awareness, uh, uh, in awareness games. Yeah. Anyways, um, so this involves two questions. The first question is, who or what are you? I'm a man. Okay. If that were taken away, who or what would you be? A person. Okay. Right now, who or what are you or feel yourself to be? A mind. Okay. If that were taken away, who or what would you be? A knowingness. Great. Now, if that were taken away, who or what would you be? An empty field. Great. Now, if that empty field were taken away, who or what would you be? Nothing. Great. Now, if this nothing were taken away, who or what would you be? Totally beyond words. Great. So that game is 90 seconds and you're in a transcendent state again. True. So it's basically two questions. Who or what do you feel yourself to be? And then if that were taken away, who or what would you be? And I asked that first question a couple times just to get you down a couple levels. And then... I just keep asking the second question, if that were taken away, who or what would you be? Mm -hmm. And it works incredibly well. You got to a place where you're like not even able to talk after 90 seconds. So that's pretty good. It is good. You know, there's really, Have you done that I haven't done that game exactly, but I've, but I've done one that's extremely similar. And as a matter of fact, maybe we can try that one out now. Um, uh, in my book, uh, I just call it two person game and it's uh -huh. basically what are you? And it's practically the same game, except the only difference is that 
I ask you what you are, and you tell me. And the rule is, no matter what you say, I, I respond in the negative. No, you're not that. And I try and, I try and find as many ways of saying no, because there's nothing, the, the premise is that there is nothing that you can use words to describe that you actually truly are. That is your true nature. And in this game, there's two variations. There's the polite version where I say, no, that's not you. And then there's the, the um, slightly ruder game where, um, you know, I could use anything from a buzzer to a, a, a Bronx cheer. A gong. A gong, yes. Are you willing to, to, to progress to the ruder version? <laughs> Not a problem for me. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's, give, let's give this one a whirl. Okay. So, what are you? I am a smiling podcaster in this moment. Nope. Try again. What are you? Uh... Somebody searching for a good answer. Now that's not really who you are. What are you? I am a quiet presence. And what notices that quiet presence? Um... Consciousness. Bah, wrong. What are you? <laughs> uh, pure experience. Nope, that's not what you are. Sorry. What are you? <laughs> yeah, this gets confronting very quickly. It does. And so the polite version is, no, what notice is that? Uh -huh. no, that's not who you are. What does that appear in? So it depends uh -huh. on who you are. But right before you answered the last question, you actually had the right answer. Which was? Silence. Uh-huh. You like, were looking in. Yeah, you were looking inside. You didn't you didn't find a thing that you could use a word to describe. Now if you try this with one person, you have to agree. Go easy on me. Use the polite version. Or after you've done that a, a few times, yeah, go the whole hog. Really, really don't let me come up with any conceptual idea of who I am. Yeah. I'm always amazed at how quickly these things work. You know, I, I don't think listeners get a sense of just how they just like, shove you into awareness you know? <laughs> know it's true it really is amazing <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. you know people do week-long meditation retreats to get to a quiet aware space and if they had a better method they might get there in 90 seconds with you know somebody's help yeah yeah change the world yes that would that be marvelous Let's that would be Instead of insulting each other politically and finding all our differences, just uh, hey, you're you're a couple minutes away from unity consciousness. Let's let's uh, do this to each other. Yes. <laughs> uh, you were about to mention the uh, the Zen koan, I think, uh, earlier. 
Yeah, which right. is what is the sound of one hand clapping? And the answer to that is silence. Right. And this is actually based on that kind of thing because the, uh, the stories you hear uh, about the Zen master who asks his student the question and, he, and the student comes up with what he thinks is the brilliant answer. And the Zen master says, no, that's not it. Come back again tomorrow. And he comes up with a brilliant answer. And, and pretty much it's designed to be that whatever you come up with is some sort of concept, some sort of verbal concept. And the nature of words is to make distinctions between things. But reality being all one, there are no distinctions. So words can never accurately describe reality. That being the case, let's use some words to describe reality. I'm game. <laughs> okay. As long as you realize it's just a game, it's just well, a pointer pointing to the moon. Sure. And you got to use words. I mean, the opening of the Tao Te Ching is that... Uh, um, the true way cannot be spoken. I'm totally paraphrasing because I haven't memorized it. But uh, then it continues for for pages and pages of words. So right. you do need the fingers pointing to the to the moon, and they do start with words. But uh, as long as you know that that's not where you're aiming. Yeah, yeah. So let's do another game. Um, this one I like because it's just one question that's repeated over and over again, and. The question is, and I'll do this with you right now, Brian. In this moment, what makes you feel like a separate ego? Uh, my body. My Thank body you. image. Thank you. In this moment, without going into memory, what makes you feel like a separate ego? my ideas thank you in this moment without going into memory what makes you feel like a separate ego the word my thank you in this moment without going into memory what makes you feel like a separate ego the question and answer Thank you. In this moment, without going into memory, what makes you feel like a separate ego? The sensations of my face. Thank you. In this moment, without going into memory, what makes you feel like a separate ego? I can't think of anything that's not going into memory. Uh-huh. Great. And how do you feel just ending that game? How, how the, what was that game like for you? Oh, it's great. I, I uh -huh. feel quite, uh, um, I, really, I really felt like it was just the experiencing. Hearing your voice, my answer was just all one thing. In other words, I wasn't separate from experiencing yeah hard to put into words but it's a grand feeling everyone should try it yeah I, I tell people that listening to it can sound like okay okay i got it or you know and the excitement of watching paint dry but the experience 
is pretty phenomenal and pretty quick. And I really encourage people to try this, any of these out with a friend and to see what works for you because they all have a slightly different focus. Sometimes you'll react really well to one game and not the other. Absolutely. I have another game that we're not, I don't think it's going to work that well to just demonstrate uh, over the podcast. But I think if I describe it and our listeners can try it with another person, that that might be good enough. Um, this is a, a game I just call Listening from Awareness. And we have player A and player B. And player A tells a story, perhaps an event that happened to them. Or they can describe what they're feeling or experiencing right now. Either one. They can talk about something that happened to them or they can describe whatever feeling sensations they're having right now. And player B simply listens from awareness. Hmm. They're not trying to come up with a, a response. They're not trying to um, figure out or even to help or affect the other person in any way. Um, they're simply trying to notice the field of awareness that the other person's words are appearing in. And then after about five minutes or so, you switch and you try it. And when you do that often enough, um, you can actually do that with other people who don't even know you're playing that game. I found that uh, when I listen to other people from awareness, that there's actually less chance that my mind is going to be wandering or my mind is going to be occupied with what I'm going to say next or with how I can affect this other person either by helping them or convincing them of something. So I recommend uh, playing around with that one. I think it's, it's great for your day-to-day uh, uh, -day interactions. Do you think it has an effect on the person telling their story, not just on the person listening from awareness? I do. I do. Because uh, when you're talking and the other person is listening from awareness, there's more of a sense of being heard or, mm -hmm. or, or some people say being held. Um, you feel like you're not talking upstream, if pardon the mixed metaphor. You're really being heard, you're being held. There's a space that, uh, uh, of, of allowing and accepting that your that your words are are flowing into yeah you you feel the unconditional acceptance of awareness yes and we all crave that and we all get very little of that from the people around us yes and i'm glad you mentioned that because that is i think the key quality of awareness of course that's just a word awareness has no qualities which is why it feels like unconditional acceptance but when you connect with pure awareness itself when you turn your attention you create a little two-way street between the everyday mind and the background of pure awareness you get that sense of unconditional love it starts to flow through and permeate your experience and that's what i want 
Yeah, doesn't everybody? <laughs> Unfortunately, the I in that sentence gets in the way. But, yeah. um, but it's okay. But, Awareness is there <clears throat> even when that I in the sentence gets in the way. Exactly, exactly. Well, um, I'm thinking that now might be a good time to guide people in a guided meditation game, unless you have anything you'd like to add. No, I'm looking forward to it. Or I should uh, say, and, I'm game. Yeah, right. Something you might do is, um, if you know of a friend who might be interested in these types of things, to let them listen to this podcast and see if they feel inspired. Like, okay, now I understand what they're doing. I understand some of the games. You know, you write down the questions we mentioned and try out a game. And if you do that, you know, set up a container, take the, you know, turn off your phone, any other distractions for, say, 10 or 15 minutes, create a space where you're, you know, looking at each other and you're able to be with each other, whether it be on a Zoom call, a Skype call or in person, and see what happens. You might be pleasantly flabbergasted that it works as well as it does <laughs> and having your friend listen to this podcast is a good way to introduce them to the concept and the possibilities so i definitely encourage you to do that but um for now make yourself comfortable as i guide you into one of the games by asking you some questions and in this particular case, I'm going to use two of the games and kind of combine them. So as you make yourself comfortable, I want you to find a part of your body or even a part of your mind that feels tight or contracted in some way. Just notice a specific part. And as you notice that, Ask yourself, could you let go of its tightness or contraction? Could you just allow it to relax and let go as best you can? And notice what the feeling of letting go is like. We'll do that again. Find a part of your body or mind that feels tight or contracted. Just choose one. And could you relax it or let it go? And notice what that feels like. Whether you notice any release or positive feelings that accompany that letting go. And one last time, find a part of your body or your mind that feels tight or contracted. 
could you let that part of your body or mind unwind, let go, or release? And notice what that feels like. If you notice more space or peace or relaxation. And now to the second question, which is if someone asked you, who or what are you? What answer would come up for you? You don't have to say it out loud, but in your mind, what identification might you have in this moment? Who or what are you? Now, if that were taken away, who or what would you be? Feel into that experience. And in this moment, is there any part of you that feels like a separate ego? That you're like the wave instead of the ocean? Is there any thought or sensation or contraction that makes you feel like a separate ego? And if there is, just notice it. And if possible, allow it to melt away or relax or let go as best you can. And one more time, in this moment, is there anything that makes you feel like a separate ego or identity? And if there is, could you allow that to relax, unwind, or let go? And notice what you experience, what you feel. And allow that experience to nurture you. Be you. And allow that spaciousness to expand. until you feel totally open and at peace. And when you're ready, take as much time as you want 
very, very slowly begin to open your eyes if your eyes were closed. And from this open space, maintaining that sense of complete surrender into beingness, you look out into the world as open-hearted awareness. And welcome back. Thank you. I feel like you led me right to the root. Good. The source. Well, that source is always with us. It's just a matter of letting go of everything in the way. That's right. That's right. A couple of thoughts about uh, that meditation. Um, one is that, just as you said, it's always with us. Even if you do have a sense of a separate ego, awareness is still there, noticing the sense of the separate ego. So yeah. it's not like you need this big effort to get rid of it. It's just taking another little step back to the field of awareness it appears in. And the other thought I had was that when you ask these questions, I realized that the act of looking to the place where the answers might be was enough. That coming up with an answer wasn't even necessary. But because you were directing my attention to the place where the answers are, that that alone is enough to bring about that sense of, of, of peace that's inherent in awareness. Great points. I'm glad you made them. And yeah, you know, you're, you're lightly, you're not, the questions aren't to force you to come up with an answer. They're right. to just point you in a direction. Right. And, and, uh, that's really all that's needed. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Part of our partnership is that we have helped to awaken each other a little bit. And hopefully our partnership with you, the listeners, is that our conversations, methods help to awaken you. And I do believe that this really is better done as a group sport rather than an individual sport. So please tell other people about the podcast. Um, maybe have them listen to this so you can do these games with them. And I think that we need that kind of support because this, the whole culture or culture is going towards more ego, more separateness, more you're to blame, I'm fine. That whole consciousness, which is really so uh, in a different direction than the sense of unity and peace that we're really craving. Mm, yes, beautifully put. And yes, I agree. This would be fun to get a few people together and, and listen to together. As a matter of fact, Jonathan, I think you told me that there is a group that gets together and, and listens to our podcasts together. So hey to you, whoever that group is, and a shout out to you. And um, maybe that might be an inspiration for others as well. 
Fantastic. Well, always a pleasure, Brian. And um, it's always feels like an honor that we get to do this and explore together. And I think exploration is really the key to getting to our next level, you know, making it fun, making it an exploration, just like the astronauts. We are the psychonauts. <laughs> as long as we're not the psycho nuts. <laughs> Sometimes there's a fine line between psycho nuts and psychonauts. True. Yes. But either way, have fun with this. Tell us what your experience is. We'd love to hear in, in your emails. And until next time, keep exploring. Keep exploring. Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And we'd love it if you would post a review. And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends. Because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love.